Hello everyone! It's October 12th, you know what that means. It is day 12 of the 31 Days of Dread, the Dream Warriors podcast annual event. I'm Peter A. DeLuca, your host, your boy, your horror fanatic aficionado, maybe even XXX expert. Let's hit that music and rock and roll. I'll be right back. Alright, Dream Warriors, thank you for joining me. How does it feel to be a part of this horror army? I, I truly love the 31 Days of Dread because it's just so much fun for me when I go into the analytics and see uh, what people are gravitating towards, uh, what they're where they're watching from, like uh, all these other, like all, all of the scenarios that analytics uh, provides. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and there's correlations to make because, you know, it, we're publishing every day here, so there, there's just a lot, you know, and people are skipping episodes and, and following threads and so on and so forth. So, yesterday when I did The Wolfman, I, grave error in, in me conveying what's in my head to you because I was trying to go through the reboots of the Universal Monster uh, like franchise collection, the maybe the the original film shared universe. Yes, the original, even before Godzilla. Okay, and and the Godzilla shared universe really wasn't exactly like this. Okay, we can maybe make a technical argument, but whatever. So, I made the point of the Tom Cruise mummy movie that came out just about a year ago. That, you know, like, that was, like, the only attempt to, to universally uh, raise up these characters. And I, I immediately, like, as soon as I made that statement, I'm putting my foot in my mouth. It's in my mouth. My foot. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Okay. So, I kind of was thinking, like, Francis Ford Coppola's and Kenneth Branagh's uh, Frankenstein and Dracula movies... So, okay, like, you know, like, that was kind of this, and then, you know, we have Jack Nicholson with Wolf, right? Like, all kind of 90s, and we're, we're feeling the, uh, the vibe. And then, lo and behold, you know, we get the Mummy movie with Brandon Fraser. Now, the Mummy, that movie came out. Okay, let, let me just get right to it. The, that, the Mummy came out in 1999. So... And in 2001, huge sequel. And in 2004, we have this movie, The Van Helsing. So we have this loose reboot, okay, by major people. It reintroducing the concepts of these characters. Uh, the Kenneth Branagh Frankenstein is is so dead on, like it hurts. It, that that's such a um well formed idea and piece. It's maybe like the best period. Frankenstein movie like you know for for it really feeling like it's 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 in the air right now the only knock with that one the the major knock with the with Kenneth Braun as Frankenstein is the eels electrifying Robert De Niro to bring him to life Ugh, that's tough but yeah I mean like it, it, we kind of have this weird uh collection so that's almost like a loose trilogy and then we have Steven Somers. This is the guy that directed Van Helsing. 
Okay, he brought everything back in 1999 with the mummy. So the mummy was part of a year. Okay, 1999 is maybe the most progressive year in cinema. It could be the final progressive year in cinema, meaning that these studios were swinging for the fences. They were throwing everything at one another, and and this is because we're still dealing with Reaganomics. We're dealing with Reagan consumerism. It was a dot com boom. People were just spending money. Now, okay, Reagan wasn't responsible for the the dot com boom. You know that was the Clinton era, but the the economy was still trickling down. Okay, and if anybody doesn't agree with trickle down economics, just look at the Reagan electoral map for his second election. Okay, when when he was rerunning for president. Okay, if it wasn't working within four years, every single state is red. There's only like one or two blue states, but we don't do that here. We're talking movies, so. These studios were in high competition going into the 2000s, and they took a chance with the Mummy. And this dude comes out of a movie, Deep Rising, which I have still yet to see. I I have to do Deep Rising this year for the 31 Days of Dread. It has been on my list far too long. Deep Rising has been on my blockbuster list, and I'm I'm too old. <laughs> okay. I need to watch it. It's been too long, so they give him the mummy, and he brings in Brain Brandon Fraser, brings in the this everything they could do with CGI, like every single possible effect was thrown into the mummy. Okay, now last year we discussed the mummy, and you know I might I might go back because I've maybe seen the movie twice since then. Uh, me probably the mummy twice and the mummy returns another two times um <laughs> the third one i've tried watching i i can't even get to the yetis in the uh, third one and that's that's the only part i want i want to see and I, that movie will just put me to sleep i don't know why because i like the grown up kid the the the, the kids running the operation in in the third one but, but, but whatever oh i'm talking greek here i'm even losing myself in this spiral Welcome, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to Dream Warriors. This is what we do here. So, we have Sixth Sense. We have movies like The Matrix. We have Star Wars Episode One. Okay, Disney comes out with Tarzan. You know, again, insane effects for Tarzan. You know, Glenn Keane's animation for Tarzan. You know, with the with the computer operated camera movements. Okay innovative okay we also had phil collins teaming up with nsync for a non-lyrical song maybe disney's biggest mistake of the 90s how do we not get songs with phil collins and nsync with lyrics <laughs> what do we do <laughs> what okay the mummy's a huge hit they give this guy the reins he comes in with the mummy returns that, that comes in makes even more bank he pulls in the rock Okay, who was at that point formulating his film career to be the next Schwarzenegger. Which now, I would say The Rock has eclipsed Schwarzenegger by such a high degree. Uh, it's truly hard to fathom. And I know that's ridiculous, but, you know, does The Rock have like a Predator and a Conan? That's all he needs. And that dude is chipping away. He will get those. He will get those movies. Guaranteed. Okay. So, Universal gives them 
like this trilogy, this third film, this Van Helsing. Now, I was at a licensing convention in 2004. I, I remember at the Javits Center, uh, built by Donald Trump. Uh, I remember so vividly when this movie was hyped. Uh, and, and we were at, maybe it was like 2003. So we were able to see preview stuff of this movie a year out and get promo material. The, you know, like that far in advance. And that's how much of a hustler I, hustler I was. And I was just going to licensing conventions trying to get work. And, you know, the anticipation and the arrival of this movie was huge. And it it took, like, the articles, the tech... Yeah, you know, and look, I'm going from memory. But a lot of it was, we are taking what the mummy started. We're going to go back to the core. And we're going to revitalize the universal monster legacy. Now, this is why I'm upset. Because yesterday, during the Wolfman, you know, like, I left this movie out. I left this movie out of the conversation because this movie is was attempt number one at a true Universal Studios monster shared universe, okay? And I'm saying shared universe because that that's just the term we're throwing away now for this, okay? Tom Cruise just fell on his face and actually did the right approach because at one time I think Cruz was supposed to be in Van Helsing like a reboot and then he went from Van he leaves goes from Van Helsing to the mummy and the, and and focus because the mummy right now is still the money maker that's the one people remember and that you know that's a very good option to start to share universe which is what they later called the dark universe you know, Javier Bardem, Angelina Jolie, Johnny Depp, Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise. It's maddening what they were ready to do for this. I don't know who was going to be Jack Dracula. I, I, I kind of forget. So, the idea, it's easy to to mash these characters together in like a point a zero movie. Bane Helsing does it with so much intent, with so much love with true execution on all levels okay i'm talking design i'm talking costumes i'm talking uh the coloring i'm alan silvestri this is one of his all-time scores okay this movie looks and feels a certain way it is nothing but fun it's crazy it's a crazy movie to watch everyone hates it everyone hates this movie i sat down I was so angry after The Wolfman when this occurred to me that the, the next movie I was going to talk about was going to be The Descent 1 and Part 1, Part 2. And, and I pushed that aside. That's going to be tomorrow's episode, episode 13. Day 13. Okay, shout out. <laughs> little promo there. Okay. People just hate this movie. So I was so, like, it, it captured me. It captured me... F- re-experiencing the universal monsters seeing what they're doing with those movies and what they do with later movies okay where it all starts to cross over you know we still have monster squad in in the conversation monster squad solidified the idea that we we can just mash them together and reintroduce them so all you know we what 
10, 15 years later, we get Van Helsing that takes the Monster Squad formula, subtracts the kids. We, we don't have the Goonies fighting monsters. We got Wolverine, the great Hugh Jackman, uh, who's going to duel Dracula as a werewolf at the end of the movie. It, okay. What, what am I missing here? What is not to love? This is a Domino's Pizza, Doritos, Pepsi, Bud Light consumption movie. If, if you don't have those things in front of you while you're watching this movie, shut shut the front door. Get out, okay? Even when I was watching it here, I, I, I bought some chips for the YouTube channel. Just search AKA Pad. I cracked those chips open, cracked open the PBR Tallboy, and literally... Eight chips, drank a PBR Tallboy, and and loved just loved every single second in this movie because everyone's good looking. We got nothing but beautiful people. We have some of the most uh, intent driven, l- literal, and they're very much taken to some of the extremes. You know, with with the exception of Frankenstein. Frankenstein is very nineties in this. But the design work alone is to the extreme. The sets and the castles and, and the towns, we are set in, in this environment. We're set in like Eastern Europe. Few movies are done this well. The Aladdin trailer just came out, the, the preview trailer. Okay, and I don't know about you, but I am nearly sick of Disney and these animated movies looking blurry. The 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 art direction for the landscapes. I don't understand it. The, it, it. They're off model, meaning they're not building models anymore and blending shots. These are straight CGI and I don't know. They just seem fake to me. Maybe that's a part of the gag. It's not hitting me though. Okay, Beauty and the Beast didn't really hit me because there was no gloss to the fantasy. Aladdin's very much the same way. And and they end with the shot of him grabbing the lantern. And it, it is no way better than what's what the cartoon gives you. So that's frustrating. But this movie, the scenery, the buildings, the towns. The, there's helicopter and crane shots that move through things. Okay, Peter Jackson. Think Peter Jackson again, referencing Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings. Okay, it's achieved at a insanely high level. You know where you are. There's no point in this movie again as an audience member that you don't know what you're supposed to be thinking and feeling and where things are going. And along the way, we have revelations. We have a Dracula Van Helsing connection. Uh, I, I, there's so much about this movie. I forgot. I forgot that uh, Van Helsing goes through all the Dracula kill methods early in the movie, and Dracula just shrugs them off. You can't stab him in the heart. He's 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 immune to silver. The crucifix melts in front of him. He's fine. And so, what's what's the problem with this movie? It may, maybe Dracula's scheme. Okay. Uh, him needing Frankenstein's monster to harness the technology, we'll call it technology, great gag. Uh, you know, th- does Dracula come through in this movie? I, w- I would say maybe that's that, okay? And I think it's Skarsgård, right, Liam? Uh, Skarsgård is, is um, 
let, let me just get his name real quick for you, right? It's, um, oh, jeez, I don't even, uh, where, where, why does IMDB never deliver when I, when I click on something? I'm literally at the entire cast list, and I don't see, well, anyway, look, like, maybe that, that was a piece of it. Maybe Dracula's, uh, portrayal, you know, which is one of those things people want to, uh, IMDB is completely useless sometimes. So I'm just getting upset just, just looking at this. Oh, here we go. Richard Roxborough. I'm so sorry. Okay, that was, uh, <laughs> that was high up there. Okay, I completely missed that. Okay, so Richard Roxborough, okay, he, the portrayal of Dracula, the idea of Dracula, maybe, maybe that is what takes you out of this movie. Uh, the the overall direction's a little bit over the top, but the, I think the action is crisp. The action moves, give, making Van Helsing a little bit of a uh, James Bond with gadgets. You know that's freaking cool. You know, like uh, do, do like the stakes. Like you're you're not in fear of Van Helsing's life at all throughout the movie. Um, I completely forgot that the movie opens. With him in London killing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, oh my god. Um, that was, like, even surprising. So, look. Uh, it's difficult sometimes to re- like to jump back into that pool. Especially if you remember this movie. And you, you remember what your friends may have said. And, and reviews you may have read. And things you might have seen on Entertainment Tonight. God, I don't even know if that's still around. Like, you know, like, you're... you're you could be wired a certain way to see this movie. I there was so much of this movie that dumped out of my head that when I watched it last night, I was in complete joy because again, like the, the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde in the beginning of the movie, completely caught me off guard. It was like as if I was seeing the movie for the first time all over again. So this movie, even from like frame one act one scene one starts to build this universe now the problem is that you know like it wasn't fully intended to like be this thing because they're killing people they're killing characters that you even like uh like the 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 girl the she's hot you know like the hot chick dies in this movie give her 10 sequels you know they're connected to werewolves so you can do things with that but i don't know you know, I know a lot of people trash this movie. I think for the end, the end of an era, the end of '90s style blockbuster, product-driven entertainment. Meaning, we have a toy line, we have an ice cream flavor, we have cigarettes, we have Van Helsing cigarettes there for you. Uh, this is a great cap. It's a great, it's a great end cap to like roll out the the end of the decade. It really is. Uh, it's it's weird that uh, this movie hasn't really resonated because it, it definitely holds up. The effects are amazing. Okay, again, done in '99, the effects hold up. The Frankenstein's monster, design-wise, is one of your your biggest hits. You take it or you leave it. I really don't care. I like the twist that they put on like because every every monster in this movie has a twist there's a twist for the werewolf there's a twist for Van Helsing there's a twist for Dracula there's a twist for Dracula's children there's a twist for Frankenstein it goes on and on 
the Frankenstein twist is that he's completely intelligent, okay, and he's fully self-aware, and he's trying to prevent this, this, you know, this thing from happening, this, this MacGuffin from going off, but I don't know, people, you know, like, I will, this is like another face-off in Armageddon to me, where, uh, or Con Air, where if you don't enjoy the film-going experience, it's hard not to love this movie, okay, if you're some weird weirdo, like they can't get past uh, sticking points, or or these things you think have to make sense in the movie. Uh, you know, like oh my god, he said this and this happened. Okay, if if you're that type of, if you're nitpicking, you're forcefully subtracting something out of your life, as opposed to sitting down and enjoying a movie. Because this movie is not like the previous movies I went through. This is not body melt. This is not demon wind. Uh, this is not <laughs> Chopping Mall. <laughs> Sorry, I laugh every time I say it. Chopping Mall or Funland. This is a movie completely... It's a 160-something million dollar movie. Made $300 million worldwide. This movie it pulls all the resources of its day together. And 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 I, I feel like make something you can watch at any time. I think when it comes to action horror, this is easily one in the top. Now, maybe Blade, which I believe also was a 1999 movie. Okay? <laughs> right? I gotta look that one up. I should know that. Oh my god. I, I really do hate it when I have to look things up in front of you people. Let's just see. Blade movie. Was made in 1998. Oh, just just a bit outside. Okay, just do me a favor. I'm pretty sure this movie's on Netflix. Watch it on Netflix. I already know you have a subscription. You you scoundrel. Check out this movie. Have fun. Get a ton of popcorn. Eat this movie and then run out the door and go see Venom. Okay, put the two together because they're the same. They're, it's the same intent for these movies. They're there to entertain you. They're not. They're. This is not Catcher in the Rye. Okay, it's not f- even Fight Club. Okay. There, it's important to connect to movies like this because it, it enhances these movies. Movies like Whiplash. Okay, I'll just you know I'm just pulling things out of the air. Okay, it, it, these movies that have a different. Uh, way about them okay these movies that want to say something about the human condition but you have to be a you have to you yourself need to be you need to be a student of the human condition and and mindless fun and i won't even say mindless because this movie does have a plot it has character that has an arc has an amazing ending the i'd love the ending for this movie when he burns the corpse of the uh, hot lady and she goes to heaven now I, I think that is so well constructed that's a well constructed scene amazing score too by alan Silvestri. but you have to be able to spread out and and understand what what the uh what the filmmaker is trying to do and if you're crazy and you're nitpicking and, and you're and you're trashing something just to sound smart you you won't get everything you need to get out of a movie like Whiplash. There's a lot of things about Whiplash that will just not resonate, go over your head. 
with that being said, I love you, Godspeed, and rock and roll. Dream Warriors out. <laughs>